was up in the uh, Twin Cities um, last week, weekend, spending time with my Minnesota family and uh, was able to watch the service by live streaming. Hello, live streaming people. It's pretty awesome. You know, some days, uh, Sundays, we'll have 30 to 40 families watching on live streaming. Isn't that amazing? So hello, everybody. Um, my schedule didn't go as I planned it to go, you know. I had things I wanted to do and things I wanted to see, and, you know, sometimes it just doesn't always go that way. And, but I had a lot of long talks with people, and I found myself giving some advice that, you know, when, uh, in times of crisis or times people are going through. And, and I don't know if you have that, but maybe like a, a mantra that you may have or a motto or maybe a life lesson. I found those life lessons kind of popping up in my conversation, and it's things that have helped me through a crisis or a trial or even just in day-to-day in my, in my life. And some things I've, you know, obviously it's all Bible-based, but things I've learned just walking with Jesus for over 30 years. And so I thought I'd take just a moment today, some time, and share some of those lessons with you. And, and maybe uh, this week you might write down some of your own, you know, or maybe you can take some of mine and put them in your own words. I don't know, however you want to do that. Um, but one of the things that uh, I'll say, if you've been here at Good News Church any length of time, you've heard me say this. One of the best things you can do for anyone is to be healthy. And there's a great scripture in uh, 3 John 2 that says this. And this is, um, this is God's heart. Um, and this is a good thing to be praying for each other. I don't know if we have that scripture or not. If we don't, we'll go on. But you all know it anyway. Most of you do. It says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. That's God's will for you to prosper in all things, to be in health just as your soul prospers. And so what, what I'm saying there about um, one of the best things you can do is to, to be healthy is that we've got enough problems you know, dealing with our own issues than trying to fix everybody else. And, and men especially, we're fixers. We try to go around, you know, we fix things at home, and, well, some of us do anyway. Uh, <laughs> some of us are inept. Um, uh, but we, you know, we, we, men try to fix things, and we, we try to fix people and, and fix these different situations. But I think it would be better, you'd be better at fixing other situations if you spent some time fixing your own issues and your own problems. Uh, I think we spend a, a chunk of our time, a lot of our time, worrying about others. And uh, how much he- help and benefit has worry been? Worry does not bring answers. Worry does not solve the situation. Worry does not make things better. But we spend a lot of time doing that. And uh, so what do I mean by being in health? Uh, it means doing healthy things that um, bring peace, that bring joy, make you feel better, you know, obviously prayer, spending time in the Word, uh, eating, eating well, getting plenty of sleep, uh, exercise. You all know what that is? It's where you, you, you move your body in such a way that your heart starts beating faster. That's called exercise. You, you, can, you can Google that. But that is a, a good thing. Read some good books. Get a hobby. Turn to your neighbor and say, get a hobby. (laughs) 
Go to, the, go to a movie. How about this one? Take a vacation. A vacation is where you go to another place and you get away. I tell you, it's one of been the secrets for Susie and I and to, and to do ministry as long as we have. We're, we're celebrating our 25th year. Is we've had to, have, to, to get away, even if it's just for a day. Just get out of your environment and, and get out of your situation and, and then turn your cell phone off, you know, and get away into another place and you'll relax and the noise will quiet down. We live with, with so much uh, noise. Um, then right after uh, take a vacation, get some counseling. <laughs> if you need help and you're struggling in an area, there's all these people, coaches, counselors that can help. Don't be afraid to ask for some help from somebody if you're dealing with an issue that you can't handle. I've had counseling. I've got coaches in my life. I have different mentors, and they've been a huge help to me. You know, I, I, we just get so, you know, I guess it's the American way. I'm going to do it on my own. But where is that getting you? It's just, it's just, getting, it's just getting worse. It's not getting better. Um, and then right after counseling, I have get a massage. You know, when, um, when I pray, I, I can um, be dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of pressure, and I'll pray, and after I'm done praying or worship or what I'm doing, my mind will be so clear. It's so uh, peaceful. I've had that same experience after a massage. So it can't be a bad thing. Go walking. After your massage, go walking. They say walking is one of the best exercises. And husbands and wives, you go walking together, you can actually talk about things. And, um, and then if you don't like what your wife's saying, you can walk faster. <laughs> and that is good for you. Speed walking. I don't know if that's how you do it or not, but anyway. Don't, don't do it like that. <laughs> then after walking, there's hiking. <laughs> I love to hike. I'm an, uh, an explorer person, and Susie knows this. Like if, um, if we're someplace and we're, we're walking along and I see like an a, a open door and maybe I'm not supposed to go in. I just have to go in that door. Or like this alleyway with some mysterious stuff down there. I got to go down that alleyway. I used to, when, when we were in Tulsa before we were married, I would take Susie on all these exploration things, you know, by the river, different places. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Come on, we have that explorer mentality. Do, do some hiking. Go see some things you haven't uh, done before. It's very relaxing. Right, Susie? And here's another dream I have with, with my wife is to go camping. Her idea of camping is a high rise by the ocean with really fluffy pillows. 
But I used to go camping growing up, and, and maybe it's just all a fantasy. probably is. But I loved it. We, that was our vacation every year as we'd go camping. And it was just a lot of fun. How many of you like to like the fire? Have to get the fire going and being out there and doing all that. It's just very relaxing. I'm just trying to give you ideas because you don't know what you're doing, so I'm trying to help you. That's my job. Spend time with friends. We got all these good people in our lives and we spend so little time with them. Spend some time with friends. Get some coffee. Go do something fun together. Hang out together. Now, I'm not saying just to to devote your whole life just to yourself. I mean, that's not Bible. Um, But you'll be so much better for others if you take care of yourself. Um... Uh, I was recently just flying, and, you know, they have the little uh, intro before you uh, get in, you know, before you take off or, you know, what you're supposed to do, your seatbelt and all that. Well, they have the oxygen mask thing. And what do you do with your oxygen mask? You put it on yourself first, and then you put it on your child or on my wife. Put it on her. No. (laughs) I'm in a mood today, okay? I need to, to stop. I don't need to mention Susie one more time during the service. Eddie, keep me accountable, okay? But you put the oxygen, I just saw that, on myself, and then you're in a place, because now you're breathing in the oxygen, you're able to help somebody else. And that's really what I'm talking about is you need to be in a place of, of strength. You need to be a place of power. And I know there's crisis and there's things you can't always prepare for, but you just need to be ready. And then when you have that, you're able to be a greater blessing to others. Uh, and so that's what I'm talking about as far as being uh, uh, healthy. Matthew 22, um, verse 37 says this. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Um, In that that loving ourselves part, we don't do a very good job with that. We need to treat our bodies and our minds with a little love and care if we want to live a long, satisfied life. We need these bodies. We need these minds strong. Now, uh, people uh, that are capable of getting a lot of things done, what happens with those kind of folks? They're asked to do more. And so another thing that you need to be reminded of of today is you need to learn how to say no. All right, we're going to practice. On the count of three, We're going to do N-O, okay? No. No. Now I want you to say it like you really mean it. No. Because there is good, better, and best. Good, better, and best. And, And good is good, and better is better. But best is best, and... Write that down. <laughs> I'm getting pretty deep today. Something's happening. Um, but God's got a best for you. And, and especially for those folks that can get things done, you're going to be asked to do all these things. And there's, you know, and sometimes you just got to say no. Because you're going to get to the place you keep filling up your life with all these things. It's, it's going to crowd out that time that you need for yourself. And then you're not going to be good for anybody. And then you're not going to be doing anything 
that you have to do, do it well. And God wants you to do things well. And so it's better to have a few things and do those things well than 50 things and not do any of them well. And uh, so that's something. And, 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 and you, you get better at it as you get older. And the Holy Spirit will help you with that. But to be able to say um, no. God desires for us to be whole, spirit, soul, body, socially and financially. And the Holy Spirit in you knows how to make this happen. You, you, you're never going to get it all right. It's never going to be perfect. A lot of times you'll get one area going better and then this other area kind of falls off. But the Holy Spirit, he, he's in you. To, he's the helper. He'll help you and guide you in how, how to live your life on a daily basis. But sometimes what you need is not some big revelation. You just need some revelation about some practical things. And that, that, that will help you. That will prepare you for some of the bigger things. Listen to what he says. And then, uh, you know, don't... This is a good one. It's not a saying, but it's a part of this one. Uh, don't let others just suck the life out of you. There's just people that just... You know, they're just, they're just sucking... You need people around. And, you know, <laughs> I know there's people you have to minister to and there's situations... I have to deal with that. But just constantly being around them, they're just a drain, drain, drain. I hope you have people in your life that encourage you that builds you up, that speak life to you, that you can talk to. And, you know, and just because other people are miserable doesn't mean you have to be miserable. And so the best thing you can do for them is the, the miserable person is not be miserable and maybe be an example to help them come out of their misery. Now, has anybody ever heard me say this, finish strong? Anybody here? Now, that sounds great, but what does that really mean? Well, what it means is many folks get started on a project, and they're all excited and all enthusiastic, um, but very few keep that determination to the end. They lose their focus. They lose their passion. Many people start something, but they just don't finish well. And so I believe that God wants us to finish strong. 1 Corinthians 9 says this. He uses the analogy of the runner, you know, the athlete. And I'm going to read this from the message translation. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. You've, you've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins. Run to win. That's good. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after the one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. Coming to the end, I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. Are you giving it everything you've got? That's a good question. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself. Now, certainly we're talking about our race as a believer. I, I just feel like a lot of people are going through things right now. And a lot of people are shaken with a lot of different things happening. And, and some people I'm just very concerned about where they're at with God. But certainly we can look to the master, look to Jesus about finishing strong. You know, read about it in the Gospels, how he ended his life. And aren't you glad he finished strong? I mean, the things that he went through. He was in the garden. All the things he went through before he was put on the cross. 
the way he conducted himself. He's with Pontius Pilate. He doesn't say a word. He could have called legions of angels there in the garden. You know, he, 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 was, he was all God, but he was man as well. He felt every, every stripe. He felt every nail. He felt those thorns, you know, the, the, the stripes on his back. The, the cross that he carried really was heavy. You know, so he really, really felt these things. But in the midst of all that, he had, and, and again, God helps you if you allow him. Terry was talking about that grace. There was a grace upon him, but he had to believe it. He had to receive it, and he still had to walk it out. And, and I'm so glad he finished his race because, because he finished his race. I can finish mine. He's my example. He's my master. He's, he's, he's my, my leader. But just so many people. And again, I know there's special circumstances. You might have to, to make some changes on a commitment that you made. I understand that. But so many people, they'll start a class, they drop it. They commit to serving in an area, they don't show up. They commit to meet with someone, they quit meeting. They join a church, they quit attending. And for many people, it's just not a one-time thing. It's a pattern in their lives. They just can't finish anything. And, and I just want you to know, God's got a better way for you. That's not his plan. He'll help you finish. He'll help you finish uh, in a strong way. Whenever I've had to quit a job or was being transferred, I always made sure I doubled up on my effort. I mean, I always tried to give my best to whoever I'm, I'm working for, but I doubled up my effort at the end because how you leave one thing is how you enter the next. And I wanted to be an example to everybody, to my coworkers, to my bosses. I don't quit. I don't give up. To the end, I am giving it my all, preparing for the next people that need to come in. And, and the reason being is I'm not working for, for the man. Well, I'm working for the man. I'm working for Jesus. When, when you work for God, you just have a different mentality on how you conduct yourself and handle things. And so finishing strong. And so when I say that, I want you to know what that means. Finish what you committed. Now, as long as you know, the Lord will direct you in those commitments. Again, if you're just doing too many things, Holy Spirit will help you with that. But people will understand if there's, you know, you know, God's leading you in something. But be a person that finishes what you uh, commit to. Uh, this next one is uh, really relevant to me right now and all that I'm dealing with in my life. Live your life without regrets. Live your life without, without regrets. I don't want to come to the end of my life and have someone stand up and read the hundred regrets that I have in my life, the things I didn't do, I wish I would have done. I don't want to have any. Psalm 119 uh, says this, starting in verse 1. You're blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You're blessed when you follow His directions, doing your best to find Him. That's right, you don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road He set. You, God, prescribe the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady. I like that. Keeping to the course you set. Then I'd never have any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. I thank you for speaking straight from your heart. 
I learned the pattern of your righteous ways. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Don't ever walk off and leave me. I have determined, and I've been this way since I've been a believer, saved uh, 1982 when I was 19, and I committed my life to God, is I just had a quest and a desire to find out what God made me to do and then, then to do it. God's got a plan. I'm not living out someone else's plan, not trying to copy anybody else, but to find out God's will. And he's, you know, of course, we've got his, his will for us in his word, but what's his specific will for my life? What did he make me to do? And, I, I, I'm, and I'm still that way. I'm constantly praying about those things. Lord, I want to be right in the center of what you, you have for me. And that's one of the reasons why we're making some changes at the church. It's out of prayer. I want to be, and, I, and, and maybe, you know, the word I've been using lately is the word alignment. You've had your, your tires aligned. You know, it's kind of, they're wobbling. And, you know, if you let go of the wheel, you kind of get off course. You know, we need alignment in our lives. And, and so I want my life aligned with the word and aligned with what the Holy Spirit is saying. And that's the place of blessing. That's the place of provision. That's the place of health. That's the place of peace. Being in the center of, of his will for our lives. And I just want you to know today, if you've had some confusion in that area, God wants you to know. He's not holding, he doesn't have secrets for you. Now, he doesn't reveal everything, but he wants you to know. And if you open your heart to him, he'll show you the next steps. That's all you really have to do in your life is what's next. What's the next step? And the Holy Spirit will, will guide you and, and lead you in, in, in that. But I, but I want to tell you this, no more excuses. Anybody here tired of excuses? No more excuses of why you can't do what he's asking you to do. No more all the reasons why you can't do it. Let's start talking about how we can do it. I don't want excuses from myself. Now, again, I want you to get counsel, but... I would rather have you step out and fail than to play it safe. I feel like too many Christians today are just playing it safe, just kind of getting by, kind of going through the motions. I hope it's not you. I hope you're not sitting here just going through the motions. Check off my Sunday box. I hope you're here because you want to. You want to hear from God. You want to fellowship with other believers. You feel called here. But it's easy. I know. I've, I've done. I mean, I've pastored going through the motions. But that's no way to live your life. That's not God's best for you. You're made to live at a higher level. And there's a whole bunch of people out there that are going through the motions. That's not you. That's not who God made you to be. Now, I am uh, dealing with some division um, in my Minnesota family. And, you know, it, it, it breaks my heart. But I've determined I'm going to keep going to Minnesota until they meet me at the airport and tell me to go back home. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep loving. I'm going to keep not being offended. I'm going to keep praying. I'm just going to keep on going. You know, um, I'm not going to hold grudges. I'm going to keep on loving. I'm going to keep on being a blessing, keep on being a peacemaker. We all grew up in the same house. We're all believers. We should be united. We should be more connected. 
you know, and, you know, the question I ask, why can't we just get along with each other? It's frustrating. But anyway, there's an enemy. And there's an enemy, and his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he loves division. He loves to, to bring division. And this, he'll bring the stupidest things. I mean, it won't be to you, but he knows exactly what you... But, you know, someone on the outside is like, what? why are you divided? Like I was talking to, to two of my siblings about the situation, why they're divided. And I listened to them, and I listened to them, and they both said exactly the same thing. I mean, it was like, you know, they were hearing each other. And I'm like, how can people that are saying these things be divided? It doesn't make any sense. Well, the devil is mean because he knows in division there's weakness. A house divided, the Bible says, cannot stand. And so you've got to watch that. And so many times we try to handle division in the natural. You, you know, sometimes... You know, there's spirit, well, a lot of, most times, there's spiritual forces going on. You can't handle a spiritual situation in the natural. You've got to deal with the devil. And you've been given authority to deal with him. And you deal with him through your words. You've got to be speaking, speaking these things. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy a relationship with your kids. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There may be some temporary situations going on that I don't like. But I'm going to stay impressed into God because I know his will. And again, 1 Corinthians 13, I mentioned it earlier. Love always wins. Love never fails. And you can't go wrong by walking in love. Is it easy? No. It's one of the hardest things you have to do in your life is to walk in love. But if you'll make the effort, and and Terry was talking about it, there's a grace that will come upon you, that he will empower you to do hard things. And and he'll empower you to do things and to say the right things. Enemy is mean. He's a liar. But I'll have to say this about, um, about things. I find it very interesting or strange how pride isn't conducive to a strong relationship. Pride never helps. Pride is you know better. You know the right way. I'm better than you. And, and according to my Bible... It says, God resists the proud and gives grace to who? The humble. Pride is up here. I'm better. I'm superior. When you're humble, you're low. You come in low. You know, uh, Grayson gave me a book on humility. I probably need to just take some weeks and preach that book. Were you trying to tell me something, Gray? (laughs) <laughs> I'm certainly not going to regret the things he commands me to do read the word, pray, worship, tithe serve others, love other people forgive people show grace to, to others right now I am going through some grace tests anybody else going through some grace tests 
where I have the option to do grace or to blast people or to say things I don't, I don't mean, to say ugly things. And so it's a test. And thank God I've got a, a mate here that we can, we can talk frankly with each other because if we're both off on the same day, watch out world. Whoever the people in our lives, they're in trouble. But thank God we're, it doesn't work that way. Um, but I mean, I'm just, I mean, you, you find yourself thinking about these scenarios of how you're going to get them. They've hurt you, and this is how I'm going to punish them. And this is, you know, that good comeback. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Man, I can't wait to say that, or I'm going to write them a letter. I, uh, when I was uh, dating Susie, uh, my, my, my father-in-law and I, we kind of butted heads a little bit. A lot. We butted heads. And so I wrote this letter to him, explaining to him what he needed to do to make changes for me to come into the family. I mean, I, I, it was very eloquent. It was a very amazing letter. I mean, the, the mastery of the words. I mean, I just... I mean, it was like one of the books of the Bible. I mean, it was just like, had scriptures in there. But thank God for Martha. She intercepted the letter, never even read it, and sent it back to me. I don't know if the, the writing on the front of the envelope was like, she just, I mean, was it in red, Martha? I don't know. Bold red letters, I don't know what it was. But she intercepted the letter. I have that letter if you want to read it. Maybe I should pull it out and send it to those people I'm dealing with. Maybe you should read it. <laughs> I have read it. And it makes me and it, and it makes me mad every time I read it. <laughs> but some grace tests. Anybody else going through a grace test? We need each other to remind each other to be graceful because the blasting doesn't seem to work you know just letting it all out doesn't seem to make it better here's some questions for you are you doing things and saying things you're going to regret or you regret it, you know, that you regret Are you overriding wise counsel and what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and doing what the flesh wants to do? Are you judging others by their actions and yourself by your good intentions? Are you so determined not to be humble you're willing to discard a relationship God and the Word tells you to have? Are you using your words to curse someone instead of blessing them. And if you want a copy of my notes, just let me know. Are those questions in the letter? I'll get you that too. I'm going to close with this one. I'm really, I'm really dealing with this one right now. Always make decisions from a place of peace. Um, Philippians chapter 4. Uh, my mom has um, been put in, in the hospital 
on the Monday when I left, and I'm, I'm flying back up there tomorrow. She's not doing, doing well. So this is a scripture that's really on my heart, and I just sent it to my family. We got a kind of family text, and I just sent this scripture to them. So I just want to share it with you. And I, I was, my sister Shelly was really, you know, really dealing with some things, and so I was just talking to her about finding your place of peace, that God speaks and he works in peace. And he gives wisdom and, and, and peace. And the enemy um, tries to bring confusion. That's what that's his thing he likes to do. And the Bible says that God's not the author of, of confusion. And so this is a, this is a, this is an amazing. There's so many, but this is an amazing scripture. Philippians four verse six, Amplified says, and this this is where he wants you to live now. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, counting your blessings, count your blessings. We are so blessed. Count your blessings. Continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing. A lot of times confusion comes from fear. Well, it, of course it does. Worry comes from fear. Fearing nothing from God and being content with this earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcend, transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And I just have this image of soldiers being around you, just guarding you, protecting you from the fiery darts of the enemy and the, the thoughts of the enemy trying to come in. All of us can have dark thoughts. At the midnight hour, all of us can get weary and tired and be thinking things we're just not supposed to be thinking. That's why we've got to talk to him. We've got to go to his throne of grace. How could a believer, you know, be thinking about taking his life? Well, you get in that place, it's, it's darkness, and you believe that's the best decision. And, but the enemy is a liar. He's a master at lies. He's a liar. And we need the word. We need the Holy Spirit. We need each other. People you can talk to and just say, hey, I'm going through this. Can you come over? We need that. But so many times pride keeps us from calling people, asking for help, reaching out to others. God's not the author of confusion. If you have a bunch of confusion and strife going, it's not of God. You've got to do what you need to do to find God's peace. And if you don't know how to find it, come talk to me. I'll help you. Come talk to Susie. A lot of people in here can help you find peace. And it's in that place of peace where you can hear from God and receive the wisdom that you need to move forward. God des- desires for us to live in a place of peace. I love this in John 16, the words of Jesus. Again, he's sharing these at the, the Last Supper. Listen to this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have, pe- have perfect peace and confidence. Peace brings confidence. 
in the world you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. He's not promising us that we're not going to have trials. Don't ever get that idea that we're going to be living this perfect life and everything's just going to work out, you know, these believers, everything just works out for them. He's not saying that. In the world, you have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of the power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just, let's just worship the Lord for a moment. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. I know I would, I would like to hear all your life lessons. Maybe today during lunch, share at the table with some, you know, one of your mantras, one of your mottos that helps you through situations. But thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. We worship you today. Thank you for your presence here. Uh, I saw today as I was praying for the service, I saw a few people. Um, you're dealing with a lot. You're, you're, you're trying to make a decision, and you're dealing with a lot of confusion, a lot of stuff swirling that's really making it difficult. And the Lord, this is the way the Lord said it to me, and I, I may help you. He said, I, I want to kickstart you into peace. So if that's you and you uh, need prayer and you need a kickstart, uh, just come up here and I want to minister to you.